Matt, my buddy Troy, the Russian guy. Uh-huh. Not real Russian, but the guy that's dressed as the Russian dude. Uh-huh. Him and two of my other friends, Sunday they went down to, uh, or to Vegas, and they've been partying Sunday and Monday, and then today they drove an old-school Cadillac over to L.A. for the, for the match. What? Yeah, how cool that's is tough. that? I don't think I met him the other night, by the way. Was he there? Troy? Yeah. Yeah, he was in like the red Russian, like he looked like a Russian in like the, the zip up with like the gold chains and the little cap. Man, I might have missed him. That was a uh, wild party. There's a lot of people there. A lot of people. That was nuts. One one notable absence, but I guess we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the Ted. Starring the Ted. Star. The. Starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo! The podcast, episode 277. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith, a little bit of host of this here podcast, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me, actually, to the right of me. He's always here, unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Wall Street reeling today from accusations of impropriety at some of the nation's largest hedge, fun- hedge funds. Food delivery app Grubhub released an earnings statement that could spell the end of the in demand food space. Shares of the podcast climbing to new heights this morning as listeners from all across the land buy shares in anticipation of a big Christmas season. Much to the board's delight, Ted and Cobb hit the club over the weekend while Matt played the ponies and hit the tables in Vegas. The juice is loose and the boys are looking for blood. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, back to all the wheels of steel. Get the studio set up early and often. Matt Connor, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How are you, man? Great. Uh, so let's see. First things first, I just wanted to mention to people, we don't do the best about uh, publicity here, but uh, there's some new podcasts coming out. The company's real fired up. So like, if you already subscribe or whatever, get some of your friends to subscribe. We need, we, you know, you can be the best podcast in all the land. All the land. We need, we need more subscribers. <laughs> I like it. Let's bump up those numbers. Those are rookie numbers. Right? Exactly. <laughs> we got it. So anyway, yeah, I, I don't remind people enough. Just please subscribe. Yeah. Tell two call. friends. I think it's funny. Um, I listen to podcast and like podcasts. That's like a thing. Like people like say, hey, subscribe. Tell your friends. And like we've been. Real, like, I think you've reset when we have people in here more, which is a total radio thing, more right. than we've been like, hey, subscribe, tell your friends. It's just like the I podcast can't remember, game equivalent. I can't remember a single time that we've said subscribe or tell your friends. No, this is this might be the first. 277 episodes in. Nice work, Yeah, well, we boys. never, like, there's going to be more competition now in the space. <clears throat> so That's true. We need true. to keep the numbers going. And remind your friends, like, uh, the radio.com app, like, the podcast is everywhere now. We everywhere. Also, I mean, we always were, but. Yeah, I was going to say one other thing. Think about, think about my friend Ted here. How many, how many hours and hours has he given you of entertainment? Like, click one button for the man. You know? Yeah. Tell somebody. He's given you hundreds of hours for free. You know, he does this after work. He comes in. He's off time. He's getting it done. Putting in the work. So let's go. Yeah. We we, we want the title. We got to keep the title. All the land. All, All the land. land. <laughs> man. All right, uh, so let's see. Uh, do we want to start with, you know what, let's just start with, uh, I talked to Matt this morning, and we were chit-chatting, and we decided, <clears throat> since it's almost November, like maybe- Shout out Taryn Daly. Yeah, shout out to Taryn for bringing it up. Maybe we should plan our party. Because generally, this is the time of year, uh, we get into December, we host something. So I want to say, two years ago, we were at King Street, down in the city. Last year, we were down in Tacoma. So I think it's time we either go up north or to the east side. Ooh. I didn't even know the east side was an option. Yeah, we've never done that. Interesting. Yeah. Thinking well, was, outside the box. Well, I was thinking about stuff up north, but then I was like, well, like, I don't know. Here's the whole thing. It's nice to have a place that we can go where we have our own little private space as well. Doesn't have to, you know, just like, I mean, we could show up to any old bar, but if the bar is not expecting you and you show up with 20 to 30 people, they're kind of overwhelmed. Yeah, that's true. It's nice when they, you know, they let the staff know ahead of time. What, um, okay, yeah, I saw your text earlier today. I totally forgot to respond, and I did look at my calendar, but I can't say one way or the other on that date. All right. What day of the week are you looking for? I was looking for a Saturday, like we did last year. Okay. Probably something a little bit early, like, kind of like last year. We'll do it early evening. You know, that way if, like, if people have a Christmas party or something to get to afterwards, but this should be easier to show up Saturday afternoon. Plus, honestly, it'll be a little easier to get some bar space on a Saturday afternoon as opposed to, like, Saturday night. They might have a band or karaoke. Like, Taryn suggested a place I we all know and like, but I'm like, it's a lot of karaoke people. Like, 
Yeah, and karaoke people, I mean, they're a particular breed. You know, they need their space. Yeah, and they have their thing going on. So we yeah. still got, you know, we still got a couple, we still got a month and a half to plan it, but I just want to put this in people's heads now. Like, you know, like, what do you think? Do you have some bars that maybe you know some people or whatever? Or just, I mean, I think last year, that's how I found that place in Tacoma. Somebody was just like, dude, try this one. Yeah, that place was legit and the food was good too. Oh, those little burger sliders were awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, I'll probably like be, I'll probably struggle to show up like right at the beginning of it if it's in the times that we were talking about. But right after that, I'll, I'm sure I'll have work if it's on a Saturday. So, yeah, and I don't know. So I just wanted to put that out there on the cast first off. Like, hey, if you got an idea, like we're we're all ears. Yeah, and join us this year, especially people who are on the fence. I feel like some people have been thinking about it. They're like, oh, I got to make it out. You know, when I'm down at the popcorn shop. I have like five people a day saying what's up or that they listen to the cast. It's dope. nice. Yeah. Some, even some guy in the elevator, we had an awesome little interaction. Like we were talking about, uh, we were kind of just like shooting the breeze about nothing. And then as I'm getting off the elevator, it's like, Hey man, LARP on. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, Oh, <laughs> it crushed me. Yeah. It crushed me. So anyway, well, yeah, it's like come this, out. Yeah, come out. And, and honestly, like, hey, if, if you say, f- I don't know, I'm still open for options. I was playing on a Saturday afternoon, but we've, you know, a couple yeah. years ago, we did a Friday night and that worked out fine, too. So I don't yeah, know. that's true. Whatever, whatever people are thinking, just just uh, give us some input and uh, we can figure it out from there. But yeah, figure going back north or east side feel, feels like the, the right move. Yeah. East side, man, it's tough to tell. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we don't get a lot of emails from the east side. Maybe we do. A lot of people don't really say where they're from. I know there's a lot of Everett, that's for sure. Yeah, Everett was what I was originally thinking. Like, Linwood's pretty cool, but I was like, man, we might just have to go up to Everett. Well, we could go shallow north so that then people from the south can, you know, hit it if they hit I-5. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather than, like, full full send up there. Yeah, like... like what's the place we did when we had the bus? That place closed. Yeah. I know, but sound, that, about that, like... View? That was Lin... That was Soundview... Bar no, 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 no. Soundview... Sound, Stage, sound stage, or something that was in sound Linwood. check, right? I all right. I thought it was the sound, sound check. check. I'm not sure. Better. Sound view, I know, is a bar in Everett. Okay, sound view yeah. is also a cafe and Pike Place. Yeah, I'm gonna say sound check. Yeah, it was something like that, right? So we that was Linwood, but I don't know. We went all the way to Tacoma, so I'm not opposed to going up to Everett. That's yeah. true. And Tacoma was that was dope. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was having such a good time with those. Yeah, well, it's fun too. It's like. I mean, it's fun for us to meet people, but also like it's very interesting. I mean, hell, uh, oh man, my, his name is is leaving my mind right now. But we met him last Zach, year. Brian, Todd. No, I, I'm not going to remember it. <laughs> Steve but he, Mark. He had lost a bunch of weight or, or had put on some weight, getting in uh, talking about working out and stuff. And then he ended up taking him to a Sounders game this year, and I sat in a suite with him. Oh, awesome! Yeah. So I mean, there's just there's a lot of benefits coming out of having host of this party. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, the other nice thing, man, is like people hear us talk all the time, but you don't get to really hear what's going on in people's lives. So that's always my, yeah. like, yeah, my interest is like, I don't know, being at those. Like, I wish people would just talk at me. Yeah, just, just tell us stuff. On. You know all about us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, we'll have some beers we know a guy over there. Oh, new place in Shoreline. That might be the call. It's not a bad call. Yeah, not a bad call. Now, that's not a bad call at all, especially on a Saturday afternoon. They, they got have good t- food. They have good food. They have TVs in there. We could watch some football or whatever. Turn up. Yeah, that's not a God damn, man. Man, you might have just answered that one for us just right bringing there. Bringing it. Yeah, I was supposed bring to be there last weekend, but somebody picked me up, Joe. <laughs> Sleeping. Uh, so <laughs> a little bit, you know. Let's talk about the. We had the annual Halloween party that we all go to. Cobb was not there this year. He's a little busy. Friday night, by the way, Cobb and I went out. I don't. I don't know when the last time you went to a nightclub was, but we did it. I mean, we, we got after it. We did. I, just, How was my it? My last memory. Where'd you go? What happened? So How my many? buddy, my buddy, he had hit me up and said, hey, we're going to be in Capitol Hill. It's my fiance's sister's birthday. Now, I kind of forgot that his fiance is a couple years young, few years younger than us or whatever. So we get there and it's like, oh, this is a 21 run. Whoa. The sister was turning 21. Whoa. We were on a okay. 21 run. Whoa. Right, so we go to like the first couple bars. One place I never even been to. I just remember it was like a five dollar cover, and they were him and Hall, and I was like, "It's five bucks, guys. Just pay it, and move in." <laughs> uh, Welcome to adulthood. Right, twenty one. That's nothing. Right, like here's right. Somebody was like, "Here's a twenty spot. Like just let's go." Uh, so we went there, but then we ended up going to Q nightclub, and a big thank you to the guys up at Q. Like my buddy used to work there, so I was like, "Hey, could you just put me on a list or something?" He's like, "Sure." So I walk in. They're on a separate list. He's like the four, like four of us. He's like, all right, 
you guys go in the bar, like get around. And then they put us upstairs in the VIP. I ordered buckets of beers. I'm classy and a bottle of champagne. Yeah, that's what I remember is them bringing 24 opened beers over to our table in the VIP. Wow. Yeah, because that was like, uh, they kept asking. I was like, I don't know, just some buckets of beer. But like, Cobb's not a big beer drinker. Yeah, 21 like, year old girls like, definitely They could care less, right? The champagne got drank. Yeah. But it was just like, we were hyped on the champagne. Yeah. year old girls definitely are. People love the bubbly. No. But it was, it, honestly, it had been forever since I'd done that. So that was a lot of fun. Now, granted, Saturday, I was dragging ass. But, you know, you rally, uh, go up, meet everybody for the Halloween party. And then the party itself, like that party's always crowded, but I mean, that thing was cracking. Also, I did not rally. I didn't even leave my house Saturday. I got Pedialyte, water, like alkaline water, juice, and that was it. So you were laying low the whole day? I was laying low the whole day, planning on re-emerging at night. Didn't happen. Seven o'clock, got up, took a shower, ready to go out. No. Because you were talking about other yep. Halloween parties yep, and like wild plan. wild plans. Yeah. Did and not I was happen. like, Cobb's out there living it up on his own nope. terms. I love that dude. None of it happened. I <laughs> ate Domino's pizza in my bed at my house. It was beautiful. <laughs> yes. I was thinking one of my one favorites. One large carry out, eight ninety nine, holla at me. Ooh. <laughs> uh so Matt's girlfriend showed up as Corella DeVille. But then there was another Corella DeVille at the party. Oh no. So as soon as I saw Tyler, I was like, You guys are gonna have to fight. And she was kinda <laughs> like, All right, all right. But then I ran into the other Corella, and I thought I would just like flip her ass. And I was like, I told the, the two Corellas you have to fight. She's like, where's that bitch at? I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. This Corella's real. <laughs> so it went from my money was on Tyler to that was bent on the other Corella. Like, you know me. I just like working a joke all night. Every time <laughs> I saw him. But yeah, I was firing up the other Corella bad, too. Yeah, Tyler was like, what was he talking about? Like, <laughs> I'm back on your side or something. Like, we yeah. flipped him. Like. <laughs> she was just so, like, she like beat me to the punch. Like, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to f*** that bitch up. Like, <laughs> See what that bitch did to those Dalmatians? <laughs> Love Dude, that's funny. Uh, so it was an awesome party. I will say this, and I uh, I Instagram the picture out there, uh, the Ted Smith two E's on uh, Instagram. Joe and I, I thought our costumes dominated. Dude, they were on point. But they we looked lost. so good. We lost again. How is it? How does this keep happening? How do you guys? So there's a costume contest for people who don't know at this party, and people go all out. It's a lot of Burning Man people, Meltdown people, and... Uh, People are committed to their costume game. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Ted now two, three years in a row been runner up. Yeah, because the in rappers the were runner costume. up. Yeah, right. So like we we've been on it, and then yeah, last year we weren't that good because we were just Thunder Buddies. But yeah, I'm just like man. I go, we should just win an award for most consecutive years as like the couple. Because not every couple does one. And I'm just like we we've been consistent, Joe. This award should be ours. Lifetime achievement. Yeah, award. like I was, I was catching heat out on the deck because people were like, "I heard you're out here shilling for uh, votes." I'm like, "You're goddamn right." Yeah, you vote. were campaigning hard, right? Dude. Like I was vote. talking to Joe about it. Yeah, <laughs> vote for us, man. Like we're trying to win this thing. I mean, like it seems like a thing, but now you can hear it in my voice. Like it's turned into like a real issue. Like we want to win something. Dude, you gotta go bigger, man. Gotta go bigger. I mean, more fire. Also, there had been rumors that once I got this surgery on my leg, I'd be wearing short shorts. Those things were so short. <laughs> yeah, oh, they were. yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, they were, and I kept telling everybody, like, that and Cobb, you're like this, as a, you know, to keep up with, like, the. So Joe and I were, like, basically, like, a table tennis team from, like, the 70s that never amounted to anything. All America themed. Right. Ping but, and pong. Ping and pong, right? But I kept stretching all the time. <laughs> like, you just look out and I'm just, like, toe touching. Dude, that's key. You got to stay in character. I feel like that's the biggest piece of a good costume. Yeah, right? And I like I waited forever to like put on a jacket or whatever. So I mean, I'd go outside and smoke a spliff and then it would just be awkward good conversation like I'm freaking freezing, man. We have to go back inside. Yeah. That and accessories. <laughs> yeah, the wristbands helped and then we got those paddles. Luckily, Jen, we stopped at the Big 5 and got those paddles day of. Oh, those that, are perfect. That had the American flags on them. Yeah, that's 100%. Yeah. What you needed. Nice. Matt, would you go us? Uh, I went, well, Ted's an inspiration on like you got to bring the backstory. Um, for Meltdown, I had a Little Mermaid onesie that I didn't bust out at Meltdown. We were unsure if we were even going to make it. So we were a last-minute edition, like, literally the day before, and I had that. And I had an orange wig, but not a red wig. So instead of finding a red wig, I wore the orange one, and I went as Areola. Areola's banged out stepsister with the orange hair and I just kept showing people my nipple and you know just talking about how I like to party and Ariel's vegan and I had Wendy's before this and just like so you're like the trashy version of Ariel yeah yeah I was just living <laughs> yeah. it up like having fun with the backstory like Ted Ted always inspires me too so yeah it was uh it was fun it was low maintenance it was super easy last minute and 
yeah, Tyler crushed it on the last minute, too. She hit some thrift store finds. and Oh, was on point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the I mean, Cobb, you know me. I love the fake backstory. Mm-hmm. So Ping and Pong, right? Like old Ping over there. Like he had a meltdown in Munich in 72 and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Never recovered, huh? No. But then he'd be like, well, Pong did this or that. So like we went back all night at this party. And like, honestly, I don't think Joe and I were actually together that often. No, I didn't see it. Those are the ones that are fun when you're just like seeding the like... You know, the clouds, and then, like, the other person will walk into, like, a weird story that you started and stuff. Yeah. Well, and then my buddy Troy just does a very good Russian accent. So he just had on the red, red like, jumpsuit. Like, I mean, he, I mean like, he, and he, his Russian, Russian accent's on points. Like, but he doesn't know most of the people there. So I told him, I go, don't talk to me for the first hour or two. You just give him the right. So then I'd come outside and be like, Troy, give him some of that Russian. Give him, give him some Russian. <laughs> what do you say? Your brother Yergi sent me. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. Did uh, George make it out? George did. Yeah, nice. yeah. hell yeah. He makes cool. a hell of a Woody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was it was a lot of fun. That party always is. Yeah, a great party. Yeah. And it rages till uh, yeah, till whenever you want. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So before we get into like the emails and all that stuff, so the other big thing from this weekend, and this one's a little more serious, is Trump went to Game Five of the uh, World Series. So I don't know if you saw this, but he got uh, he got booed. He didn't like it. He got booed <laughs> bad. People were chanting. Where was the game? DC? In D.C. Right? Which I kind of was a little bit, I was like, I know a lot of people don't like him, but I'm like, in D.C., you'd think there'd still be a lot of people that support him. But and they booed him bad. And then pe- people were chanting, lock him up. Wow. Wasn't that his like chant with Hillary or whatever? Yeah, yep. lock her up and all this. So I, I'm just kind of amazed that like some people... Even some Democrats have come out and been like, that was out of line. Like, you got to respect the office and this and that. Like, he doesn't respect anything. <laughs> yeah, he respects he talks people. He talks down to people all the time. I'm like, sorry, man. You And I tried when he first won. Like, we've got to be respectful. But some of the stuff he says, like, and people go, what's the other thing? Well, you need to keep politics out of sports. He called the NFL players that kneeled sons of bitches. Like, he inserts himself. That's true. He does insert himself. Wait, so, okay. Was it, like... I haven't seen the footage. Was it obvious to the point where, like, the commentator, like, did everyone know that he was being booed? Like, the commentator's like, and the president? Or was it just he was in the crowd and it was kind of a side thing? Oh, no. It's blatantly obvious. Wow. Like, really? every commentators mention it? I don't know. I wasn't watching the game at that point. I just know, like, all the late nights. Like, I had to click on it because at first you're like, yeah, yeah, they booed him. But then when you click on it, you're like, holy ruthless. cow. I, yeah. For some reason, I've always loved when sports announcers use the term raining down. They're like, <laughs> oh, the boo is now raining down from I the crowd. Think, you're like, oh. I don't think Joe, I don't think Joe Buck, I mean, I'm guessing he probably didn't acknowledge it much. Then they'll just say, there's the president of the United States. Yep. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> well, then I That's saw funny. yesterday, I saw a clip of him and Melania at the White House and they had a. Uh, trick-or-treaters come by and there was a kid dressed up as a minion <laughs> i saw this and they put candy on his head yeah they both did it's like are they not even human beings <laughs> robots man well that's the thing with trump it's like I, I don't know if he just doesn't care but like you had to have known people weren't going to be pumped to see you there right like the impeachment <sighs> thing's coming down like, i don't think he did know that his own party's kind <laughs> of i genuinely <laughs> believe he is oblivious to that but he hasn't gone to an event that isn't a trump rally in forever yeah, well, like, you know, you get in your bubble. <laughs> I don't know. But what do you? I, he I mean, looked shocked when he realized they were booing. Like he like wait, he like waves the crowd smiling, and then he like picks up on all the boos, and it's just like, just has a look of like, what, what happened? Wow. Yeah, I guess my point of the the conversation here is, I'm just like, I I have no issue with it. And people are like, oh, nobody's being civil anymore. I'm like, I'm sorry. This guy has said in crazy things. Like, I have no issue with sports fans booing him. He's taken some very extreme positions. He's been very vocal, and I don't think when given the chance, he's reciprocated courtesy to people. I have no issue with it. Yeah. Dang, man. Wait, okay, here's, a, here's my real question. You're a D.C. guy. Yeah. You're in the stadium. Secret Service is there. You know this. All right. You don't know where. Does Ted Smith cup his hands around his mouth and boo the man? Oh, 100%. <laughs> okay. Change up. He's four rows in front of you. He can see the whites of your eyes, man. Maybe not. I mean, it's still the president. <laughs> like, get one of these. Like, it's a sharpshooter. <laughs> yeah, just. 
<laughs> booing into your beer. <laughs> right. First of all, if I'm four rows behind the president at a sporting event, like, how did I get these tickets? <laughs> yeah, I, I just... right, You won the tickets in elaborate raffle, Ted, that you entered at your high school when you're back in your reunion. Yeah, I was just kind of shocked. I was like, I couldn't believe like other people were like, oh, can you believe people booed him? Like, that's, you know, I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Do you hear the way he talks? I can believe that. Yeah, <laughs> I live in Seattle. Nothing about that is surprising to me. Well, and Jimmy Kimmel put together a good mashup of President Obama announcing the death of Osama bin Laden and then him announcing the death. Right. And it's like Obama's just to the point, very professional, you know, and then, you know, we executed the plan or whatever. And then it cuts to Trump being like, he died like a dog. <laughs> like, Jesus, dude. Like, I get the guy was the head of the worst organization in the world. But it's like, like, that's what I think. I think he doesn't keep up the what the office should be about. It's like, no, I have no issue with people booing him. Yeah, well, and, I mean, also, like, his personal attacks on, you know, dozens now of people in uh, in government in Washington, D.C. I mean, like, he's made it personal. You know, I feel like that's kind of been his brand, really. It's like kind of go off color and say whatever he wants. So, yeah, I'd, I have no problem with the people booing him. Uh, that being said, have you seen the photo of the Situation Room that – they put oh, out yeah. when um, Osama bin Laden was being uh, um, when there was an operation going oh, after yeah, him yeah. of Obama versus the photo that Trump put out of him in the Situation Room. No, his is like badly staged. Everyone's he's staring dead on into the camera. Like everyone's ra- like around it looks the table. Photoshopped. It does look photoshopped. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's very I haven't ter- seen it. Terrible photo, and looks like nobody there is working. He's got like one paper in front of him, and everyone's like, "Well, he's the least impor- informed person in the room." And yeah, I don't know. Just interesting. It's wild. The train is off the tracks. Feels like we're living in the twilight zone. Yeah, and now China's fully embracing Bitcoin, it sounds like, too, or crypto. Oh, really? So we could see some wild stuff on this ride, boys. We could see some wild stuff. I don't think it's going to play out this year. Uh, Also, Although, that being said, the Fed's been printing money like crazy. So we'll see, man. But strap on your holy shit belts, boys. <laughs> what a time to be alive. What is Bit- what is China being into Bitcoin mean? Um, like, well, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't fathom that it's such a big deal. They're trying to commit um, all their currency to the blockchain. And so if they do that, um, they commit all their property deeds, all their um, you know car deeds, et cetera. It does a couple different things. I mean, one, it starts to pull people off of national currencies. Um, just because it makes you know a billion people more familiar with blockchain technology itself. And I know people will say that China will control its own blockchain, which is true, but it also opens them up to the idea that there are other blockchains. And then the bigger piece is that you know how they're doing the um, – <clears throat> have you heard about the social credit system in China that they're no. trying to roll out? Okay, well, essentially how it works is um, – uh, you know, the details aren't out yet, but essentially, you know, you have a credit score now for how likely you are to pay sure. people back. Well, it's like that for social goods. So um, if you are caught littering or taking a piss in an alley or something like that, dock social points. If you're getting on a subway without paying or um, you have, you know, felonies, stuff like that, docked social points. But you can also get pro-social points for things like volunteering, remembering to vote, whatever. And so over time, you get a social score. And that's basically like, how much of a contributor are you to this society? And how much of a detractor are you from this society? The problem is the people setting up what the points go for are in government. And so they want you to be loyal to the government of China, obviously, Correct. and you know, not watching illegal streams or not going to websites that are blocked by the party. Um, so they use that to then control behavior because you might not be able to get an apartment if your your social credit score is 500 or whatever. So anyway, so that's something people you can just Google it. But the key piece of that with now the embracing of the blockchain is they also can tell how you spent every dollar. So where it went to. So they can also use that as piece of your a piece of your score and they can surveil you even better. So then let's say, Ted, on some crazy planet that I wanted to get um, a joint from you and pay you five bucks for it. All right. But this was three years ago when that was an issue. China would know that you and I had conducted something unless we were writing that it was for something else or whatever else. And so... You know, they can track everything. So that's not a good example, but they can track every buy you've ever done, every sale of anything you've ever done. And, you know, you can use that if someone's buying a ton of whatever, um, a ton of gasoline, maybe they're a big polluter. If they're buying a ton of donuts, you know, maybe they're like, you know, their social score slips because of that. And so it gives them uh, a tighter grip on their people. 
And because so it, it does that and it moves people into the blockchain away from what I would say like the US, you know, petrodollar. So we could see some wild stuff. Yeah. I'd be worried about that too, is it's like so if some dude ordered I'm going with the too many donuts thing and we've noticed he's spending the money on that since like there's a hospital not gonna take care of him, is it's like his fault? Wow. Yeah, see that's dude, that's that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, man. Like it could issue a warning. It's like if you don't cut your bad foods expenditures this year, then your insurance rate is gonna go through the roof and we're not gonna cover you if you have a heart attack. Yeah. You know? That's that's what I was worried about. That's why I still don't want the automatic car. It's gonna take you to jail. Yeah. Yeah, and the other piece is the um the if the US dollar were to collapse because the Fed is printing so much money and then blockchain steps in behind it, it'll be wild. Can't imagine how that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good point to bring up also, whatever side you are on, uh, make sure you turn your ballots in, man. Yeah, seriously, especially week. on the local issues. Yeah, yeah you man. said you said forget to vote. Do people forget to vote? Or do yes. people just not vote? H- huge numbers of people both forget and don't vote. Well, I know a lot of people don't vote. I thought that was like a choice. Like, ah, my vote doesn't count or it doesn't matter. No, I think a lot of people just straight up forget. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fun reading the ballot or the the voters pamphlet, and then I'm just like looking for clues on, like, oh, this this person's endorsed by this cause or whatever, or like, you know, this bill's written by these people. They seem evil, and like the way <laughs> the way that you get to like cast judgment and mm-hmm. and you know, it's like democracy in action. It's wild, dude. It is. Yeah, it is wild. It's wild how people's interests can be so divergent from each other and sometimes from your own. Yeah. You know, people in Eastern Washington don't want subways here, which I totally get. But people here are like, hey, man, let's get that ST3 done. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. You know what? Uh, let's get into some emails. I actually have one in my inbox that came in. Hello. It was written <laughs> It was written into the uh, men's room. But I feel like this is a little bit uh, kind of pointed at us. So we were talking about something about uh, like driving – Driving those scooters or something? The electric scooters? The mobility scooters? Yeah. So, and Billy, we know Billy. He says, cheers and LARP on. It's right. He sent it to the men's room, but it's pretty funny. Uh, he says, yeah, I'm a little bit late to this. I thought I could t- tell you about a dr- guy drunk on a Segway. A couple of weeks ago, my buddy was drunk as hell and rode a lime scooter from McMinimins in downtown Seattle to the Emerald Queen. He FaceTimed my friend about three in the morning on the lime scooter on I-5. Not saying I condone the behavior, but thought it was a hilarious story. Wow. Cheers and LARP on from Billy. And I'm just like, right? I did the same thing. Like, that is insanity. Uh, Wait. Okay. So you're telling me he was at the Six Arms right by uh, on Capitol Hill and got on? No, no, no. Hang on. This is McMinimins, right? McMinimins, downtown Tacoma. You're familiar with the McMinimins? You you said downtown Seattle. Yeah. Did I? All right. All right. My bad. I read Tacoma. Yeah. Uh, McMinimins in downtown Tacoma. Yeah, he used to work a block away. I'm familiar. All right. The old Elks Lodge. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still ridiculous that he did that. But, yeah, not for the six arms. That'd be wild. Jeez. That's, I thought you were talking about he got on in downtown yeah, that Seattle. That battery and then rode would up. die, right? That's <laughs> what I was like. Did the man survive? But That's still he wild. He was on the freeway still. Like, there's got to be side somebody. streets from Tacoma. Oh, there is. But he's just like, no, nah, I've got to take the express route. Yeah, I mean, he's a drunk guy on a scooter. FaceTiming. FaceTiming, right? Jesus. Wow. That is wild. You right. know, I will say this. Some wild things happen on the freeways in Tacoma. I got a quick story for you guys. So I used to work down there. I was uh, heading home from work. It's about 3 in the morning. We worked, you know, we closed at, at 3, so it's maybe like 3.15, whatever. I go to get on the entrance, and I'm coming around where from downtown where it spits you on to I-5. Um, and right as I come around the corner, I see a bunch of, like, yellow lights. I was like, oh, that's weird. And there's... A, um, what are those old cop cars? Um, Crown, Crown Victoria. There's a Crown oh, Victoria yeah. on its hood, gold Crown Victoria, slowly spinning. And I was like, oh, Jesus, what is this? And uh, I slow down my truck and I see a dude in a white t shirt, full clip, sprinting away from it. What? Full clip. Like he looks like he's in the NFL combine. And so, you know, I pull up, I make sure no one's in the car and I kind of ease up behind him because he's got a mile to go before that other ramp over by the casino. Um, so I pull up and I was like, hey, what's up, man? Uh, you doing all right? Need a ride? And he was like, he's like, uh, 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 yeah. And he's just panicking. You could tell it's just like that adrenaline is just like pumping through this dude's uh, muscles. So I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, hop in. I'll take you where you need to go. So um, he hops in and okay. uh, I'm like, I'll take you to your house uh, or do you need to go to the hospital? And he's like, uh, uh, my house is fine. Keep in mind, this kid's like probably 16, maybe 17. 
So I didn't realize that until he got in the car. So I go. Um, he's kind of giving me directions. And as we're pulling through these neighborhoods and stuff, I was starting to think to myself, like, whose car was that out there? Is that this kid's car? Is he trying to hide from the cops right now? So we're going. We go around, whatever, um, pull up to the house. And uh, he's panicking. His arm is all um, all ripped up and stuff. And I was like, hey, man, you know, I can take you to the hospital if you need. Uh, and he's just like, he's like, no, I'm just, you know, I got to just like, I, I got to get home. I got to get home. I was like, all right. I was like, so uh, was that your car? And he was like, yeah. I was like, so just so you know, you're probably going to get a call from them because the license plate's on it. And he was like, you just saw his face go, he's a black dude, his face goes ghost white. Eyes get huge like saucers. And you could just see like that was the moment he oh knew he was fucked. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, all right, man. Well, take care. Was just, I don't, yeah, it was just, that was weird. just his dad or his uncle's car. No, oh, yeah, it was somebody. Yeah, it probably was like his uncle's car or something. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. Anyway, wow. yeah, wild stuff happens down in tech. <laughs> That's my only point. <laughs> um, okay, we've done that one. Uh, all right, we got one from uh, down in the Gunshine State, Florida, Miami all right. Jake. Oh, Miami Jake. What's up, Jake? Yeah. Boys, it's an absolute tra- travesty that in all of his tailgate travels, the Ted Smith hasn't made it to a Miami Hurricanes game. Yeah. I mean, Miami's – there's sorry, dude. Like, they're not known for the best for co- – like, they're good at college football. They're not known for, like, the craziest party scene. He's now. got you. Is the stadium always going to be full? Maybe not. Are the Hurricanes going to live off the glory of the teams from the 80s? Absolutely. We have five rings. Don't you forget it. But if we're not the loudest music playing, hard liquor drinking, least clothed fan base in college football, I'll be damned. Damned, I tell you. If Hard Rock Stadium isn't the place for shirtless Ted to black out from mojitos and heat stroke, then I don't know where is. Miami, Jake. He makes a good point. That is one thing I've heard is that it's a lot of attractive women and it's like a different scene than you're used to. Hell yeah, there's a tra- It's Miami. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah. No, you'll have a mojito and a croqueta. <laughs> and a bunch of Latin women just, you know, oiling themselves. Beautiful. Oiling. To even ride in his white Corvette to the game? Hell yeah. I was talking about Miami Jake the other day offhand to somebody. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, it just, it's a guy that emails, but like, I just, I'm so used to him as my reference point of like Miami. Yeah. Oh, because we were talking about Young Gravy. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I just, you know, I've built up such a character in my head of who this Miami Jake guy is. Like, he's living the dream, man. Yeah. You know, he's <laughs> he's who all of us want to be someday. I might go as Miami Jake for Halloween next year. I don't I mean, even know what the guy looks like. Right? <laughs> rent Look, if, if rent a white not, Ferrari Testarossa. <laughs> but if cops not there, that's a joke for one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess George, I, too. Yeah. So two of us. <laughs> oh, that'd be incredible. Especially like since you have no idea what he looks like, yeah. you just like you know you just go based off the dream. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Love it. Um, Tyler goes like some like yeah, never. Okay. <laughs> uh, greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. When discussing college football tailgates this week, it encouraged me to throw a suggestion your way for August 2020. Army versus Notre Dame. Location: Aviva Stadium, Dublin, Ireland. Oh no no no! Wait up. We're, no, Dublin, that's uh, Navy Notre Dame 2020. Wow. The Smith, you've been on this text chain with, with oh, yeah, Rowan that's and the Oh, yeah, boys. was it Navy? Yeah, I don't, I'm almost positive it's Navy versus Notre Dame. Yeah, that's true. We This has been on the radar uh, as of a couple months ago. Uh, I have a Facebook page for football fans in Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland NFL supporters. So there's a group from Belfast heading down. Can't promise the tailgate will be anything special, uh, but the crack will be mighty, and you can fly direct from Seattle. Crack you will be mighty. or any of your listeners are coming over, feel free to give me a shout. We're planning a night before party, so all are welcome. Stay classy. Ron, a.k.a. Ulsterhawk. Ron, trust me, we've already talked about it, but yeah, Na- uh, Notre Dame and Navy returned to Dublin, Ireland in 2020 for the first time since 2012. Uh, yeah, we've already been talking about going, and trust me, Ron, if I go over there, you're a big part of it. But with that said, I do not like Notre Dame football. We're Same. going... We're cheering for Navy, especially me and Will if we go. Oh, yeah. I hate Notre Dame. Yeah. So then Will, I, and he brought up a good point. He goes, well, what if somebody like thinks we went to the academy? I said, well, we're not going to lie. We obviously didn't go to the academy. But I said, man, I'll have all my Looney wristband. They know DeMathic is a Brendan Looney. We'll just we'll go in that way. Navy guys won't care. Oh, I'll tell them I was in the Navy all day. And that mustache you look like. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that to be brought Women up. Women love a sailor. Um, <clears throat> greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the land. land. I'm four episodes away from being caught up, so I figure I'd finally send my first communique. 
I want to comment on the Cobb topic uh, of theories. Uh, there's Generation X, followed by Millennials. However, uh, I am of the unshakable belief that there is a micro-generation between the two. My hypothesis is this. Those of us born between 77 and 84 are the perfect transitional mix of staying out until dinner with friends on the weekends, changing channel to Fox by turning the knob to UHF, uh, to being in the computer lab in junior high and playing Oregon Trail, uh, to having our first cell phones being a Nokia 3310, uh, to being 18 to 25 when the towers fell, uh, up to debating Apple versus Android. Uh, I call this micro-generation the Oregon Trail generation. We were the ones who grew up mm -hmm. going from rotary phones to the Samsung Galaxy. Anyway, that's my odd theory. Enjoy your day, and cheers to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Jeremiah, a.k.a. Bullfrog. I, I'm with him, right? Because technically, I think I count almost as a millennial, because I'm born at the 80, end of 80. Yep. Right? But it's like, I don't really identify with millennials. I don't really identify with the generation but behind me so i'm right stuck in kind of the middle he's talking about yeah i believe the oldest millennials right now are 34 or 36 so you're like right in there in that transition um yeah i mean there are you know depends on how you slice the pie but like so i played oregon trail in uh what would that be elementary school but yeah no you know even me i'm technically a millennial but just barely and there's a lot of things that you know that's a big span they put yeah. i think it's a 14 year span or something so there's gonna be a lot of different experiences uh, P.S. I was named after that song. Uh, P.P.S. Android all the way. P.P.S. The Oregon Trail generation is the greatest generation in all the land. All the land. Sorry, Matt. Oh, uh, I'm with him. I I always have Androids. Ted, growing up, what did you call that game? Oregon Trail. Did you call it Oregon Trail? Because a lot of people on the East Coast call it the Oregon Trail. No, I always called it the Oregon Trail. Nice, powerful Ted Smith. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, here we go. Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Given that you are number, my number one source for all news and reviews in <laughs> oh Apple's. God. All right. Oh, okay. Are you boys going to do a live eating review of the Cosmos, Cosmic Crisp when it hits shelves? And then he inc <clears throat> included a uh, link to the newspaper article for its debut. That's a, that's this year? That's brand new? Move over, Honey Crisp. I had one today. New Cosmic Crisp Apple to debut at grocery stores. You know what? Maybe next week uh, I have some times. We don't have live. We don't have a live uh, men's room. Like I'll maybe I'll run and get some apples and we'll munch on them during the cast. All right. If I end up at my parents' house this week, I can grab us some of a bunch of different kinds. All right. I have cosmic crisp. I've had like craving an apple all damn day. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I just got to my head. idiot on Instagram with one. All right. So right. If you like that's that probably, post? That probably, nutrition made fun on yeah, Instagram. That probably good. Good plug. Yeah. Uh, that probably started it, and then it just was one of those days, like coming off the weekend. So like I had a big salad today, and middle of the afternoon, I was just like I need an apple. I need that energy. Yeah, and I sure. looked over, and Mike Hawk was munching on one. And I was like, he's better. He's more prepared than I am today. Yeah. Um, the Cosmic Crisp is a little tarter than the Honey Crisp, um, but same like crunch factor. Very good. Um, and actually, Lance bought those, um, and I didn't give them back to him. I just ate them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm friend, sure the Cosmic but... Crisp is very good, but you're gonna, it's going to be hard to knock the Honey Crisp off off the pedestal for me. It certainly didn't like do it with an exclamation point. It was yeah. like, oh, this is this is good. Yeah, um, they say uh, so. Washington growers who paid for the research are going to have the exclusive right to sell it for the first ten years. And uh, wow. I, you know, there is one trend in apples. I was talking to uh, my mailman down at Pike Place, and he grew up on an apple orchard in Yakima. And he was saying the problem with all the research now is they're all trending towards like sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. And he's a bitter apple guy. So, well, wow. look, I like a tart apple. Granny Smith is still, you know, the winter months, I still love a Granny Smith. My main thing is like just, but that Honeycrisp is so good. So good. So sweet. And so big, so like it's yeah. also very pretty Crunchy, apple. Crunchy, yeah. I mean, it's the only apple that like actively like, you know what I mean? Like if, if somebody's, if you're at a party or something, like if I'm bringing like some meat and cheese, like I'm bringing Honeycrisp alongside. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, uh, love the show. I'm a FedEx freight driver up in Everett and listen to you guys all day. You guys nice. definitely make traffic bearable. I got so hyped when I heard Ted finally scored a goal. Keep it up, my dudes. <laughs> Canyon. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. P.S. Do you guys have stickers? I would totally love to have one. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. We, we'll get it, yeah. We should bring those to the meetup. Oh, we definitely That's will. That's a good call. It's a very good call. Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the land. land. Listener Miami Jake introduced us to the music, uh, <laughs> introduced us all to the music of Young Gravy in a previous episode, and I ended up going to his show. Miami Jake said he was curious how the show was, and I wanted to tell him uh, I had a blast. 
You don't have to read this on the podcast if you don't want to. Feel free to just forward my email to him. Great. Uh, from Davey, the new fan of gravy. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Hell yeah. That's pretty good, man. Uh, oh, man. I forget. Any more? Th- That's where we're at. Good to go. All right. Let's check in with Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt hey, hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt Hey, what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. Well, we've been gone two weeks. Uh, we talked a little bit about the weekend, the party being the highlight of it. Um, last week we weren't on because I was in, well, actually in, on Tuesday I was in Vegas. But uh, Saturday through Monday I was in Zion National Park down in Utah, I don't know if that was on the cast or off the cast. Last time you said it was a 10 out of 10, Cobb. Uh, you were right. Yeah, right? That place is Sick awesome. park. Best nature. Um, yeah, would you say the only thing bad is that it gets crowded, right? Yeah, it wasn't crowded when I was there, but I've heard the crowds can be bad in the summer. Yeah, it was pretty crowded. So um, we did Angel's Landing, which is like the, the super tall one that has like 360 degrees out over the canyon on both sides. And that was, like, pretty crowded. Um, And it's just, like, a standard hiking trail, like, well-maintained hiking trail, but a lot of hikers. Um, But that was just, like, awesome views. And then did the Narrows. The It's, like, the very end of the canyon where you go out and you river walk. Like, we rented these, like, gigantic waterproof pants and special shoes to, like, walk through this cold-ass river um, and that was cool because it was crowded, but it's a river. It's not a trail. So you have plenty of room to, like, go around people. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, yeah, just amazing, like, rock formations uh, everywhere you looked. And, like, it was cool because, like, on the river walk, like, you'd go and then you, every time you turned, it's this new, like, epic rock formation. And you're like, wow. And then just, like, go up to the next turn Make it, and there's another sick rock formation. Um, so it was super fun. We camped uh, right underneath the Watchmen in the South Campground, um, and like they had all the they had like running bathrooms, um, and so like camping wasn't a total drag. All I really had. To... Sorry, all... you could just hear that perfect when you took that sip. Yeah, um, yeah. Well done uh, with the timing, but um, yeah. So it was like. I've only really been to the Olympic National Park, which is kind of a cluster f- in comparison. I would say, um, you know, they're like towns are scattered all around, but none of them are really like accommodating to travelers. There's like no cell service and stuff. And like this, you when you drive up, there's this perfect little tourist town called Springdale, and they got great restaurants with like local seasonal vegetables. Everything's super fresh. Like, fun little souvenir shops, and um, so, like, it was nice having a little town to just, like, go get real food instead of just eating camp food the whole time. Um, but even the campground, like, yeah, had had cell service and running water on the bathrooms and stuff, so, uh, and, like, drinking water all throughout the park. Um, so, yeah, I was just blown away, and then, like... All those amenities and then just epic views. Yeah, I mean, it's like, gorgeous, isn't it? Sunrise and sunset, everything starts glowing. It was just, yeah. It's, it's almost unbelievable, some of those rock formations. Yeah. Um, if you go there, go to the Zion Brewing Company Brewing Company, right next to uh, the entrance, the south entrance to the park. Um, that place was awesome. They had great food. How was the burger? Did I get a burger there? I don't know. I don't I, think for some reason, when I think about eating at a brewery, I always think of just hunkering down on a burger. They they had Same. two great salads. <laughs> what was the other thing we got the first night? I just I was giving them a shout out because like we came in like twenty minutes before closing. Like, hey, can we get a can we get a salad? And there and the guy was our server the night before, and he's like, oh yeah, of course, have a seat, welcome back. It was just like super cool. And That's we cool. Didn't didn't want to be the a holes coming in right before closing. But Google said they closed at 9, and then we walked over, and they were still open, but it was like 9.40. If we knew they were open until 10, we would have left a little bit sooner and been there on time. But anyways, Zion Brewing Company was awesome. Um, and that whole town of Springdale just has, like, a bunch of great places. We went to the Pizza Noodle Company or whatever, and 
Yeah, so uh, that was great. And then we flew into Vegas. We saw Bring Me the Horizon um, Friday night in the used, and that was a fun show. And I just love Vegas. Like, for a guy that doesn't drink, you know, although you see all this, you see why sometimes I miss drinking, and then you see exactly why I don't miss drinking. <laughs> yeah, it's early in the afternoon. It looks fun. Yeah. And by the nighttime, you see people stumbling around. You're like, don't miss that. Dude, well, a chick was Vegas just... is a spectacle, man. Spectacles is a word I've been using over and over again. <clears throat> yeah. 100%. Something to see. Sight to behold. Yeah. Uh, so we were on Fremont Street in, in Old Vegas uh, the night we flew in. The show was up on that in, in that area. And uh, literally saw a girl puking on Fremont Street after Love the Old show. Vegas. Yeah. Super fun. <laughs> Lawless. Uh, just on it. Oh, it was awful. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the, I love that. And then um, went to Zion. And then, you know, you kind of decompress from Vegas in this, like, epic, natural setting. Yeah, what a contrast. Like, yeah, right? And But the, the transition from Vegas to Zion is fine. It's great. You're, you know, your nervous system's like, ah, de-stimulation. And it's great. But then we went back to Vegas, and we're staying center strip at the link, like right in the heart of the chaos. And it was like, oh, boy, like ramp back up. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was fun, man. That town's just awesome. Uh, had some cool blackjack dealers uh, and um, had a great, met a great bunch of Canadians at the roulette table. Um, slot, oh, mach- Vegas, man. slot machines are the devil. Oh, hey, you having a cocaine. <laughs> Sorry, that's always my joke with Canadians. Like eventually, somebody's gonna ask you for blow. They didn't ask me, maybe because I was like a Seattle guy. They started asking about weed and everything. Um, that's but, usually how it starts. Yeah, Dude, yeah, you're not wrong, man. Canadians, when they're out of Canada, party hard. Oh yeah. Like anytime I'm traveling, I almost always end up partying with Canadians. Like they're a blast. Yeah. Yeah, they were super cool. I met some Canadians once on a Mediterranean cruise, and they were awesome dudes. Um, but yeah, so it was it was just a an awesome trip and uh highly recommend Zion. Definitely, you know, Vegas is its own beast and it's just funny that like to get to Zion, Vegas is the closest airport. And so like that's kind of the you know, Salt Lake's a slightly longer drive and like Salt Lake's boring as shit. What do you do what are you doing? Like flying in and out of Vegas and go to Zion, it's well worth it. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was a ton of fun and then went to the Halloween party. This week, oh, Friday, I had to drive out to Wenatchee. Um, shout out to my probation officer. <laughs> we won't get into all that. But the point is, on the drive out there, I went with Lance. We drove out over Highway 2, over Stevens Pass. And on the way there, it was all, like, fall in all its glory. Just all the colors, amazing we get to Wenatchee, Lance is, like, flying a kite down by the river, and, like, it gets gusty, like, strong winds. And as we're driving back, literally through Leavenworth, we get high wind advisory alerts on our phone. And it's like, whoa, okay. The rest of the drive home, like, in the afternoon, same day, the all the trees just had no more leaves. Like, they had blown off that day. Like, I caught Highway 2 on the last possible day of fall. Later oh. that day. It was like, yeah, just all these naked-ass trees. But, uh, yeah, that was a great drive. Shout-out to Lance for coming with me. We got some Cosmic Crisps. Nice. Uh, all right. I'm trying to uh, hustle up. There's some sporting events on tonight that I very much want to want to watch. Uh, I do not have that bell, but it's about that time. Cobb Topic. Cobb Topic. Don't worry, Ted. We'll get you to that game. This one's quick and easy. Matt's been doing some traveling. I've been doing some traveling. Ted's been doing some traveling. Do you guys want to go positive or negative on this one? Both Let's are fine. Let's go positive. Okay, positive. What's the best U.S. state and why? Feel free to email us. Email at thepodcast.com. Literally the word email, at thepodcast. I'll get it. I'll read it on the show. It'll be a good time for everybody. What is the worst U.S. Best. state? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what is the best U.S. state and why? Don't come at us with that worst action. That's next week. <laughs> I mean, for my taste for where I have traveled... Uh, I honestly, I think I would take Oregon just because of the natural beauty of Oregon. You have the mountains and everything. You also have desert over there. You have beaches with actual beach towns. No offense, but like ocean shores. All right. But like, you know what I mean? Like there, like Oregon has some actual beach towns and then I'll be dead honest with you. I would put Washington in there, but a lot of people travel might want to have a cocktail at a strip club. Oregon has that as well. <laughs> so like 
Or it's got a lot going for it as far as a vacation person showing up. You got legal weed. like yeah. Striking distance to California, too. And California's amazing, but I, I don't know. It's just so much bigger and different. Like, I, I would take Oregon. I just yeah. feel like for five hours or six hours of drive, Oregon has you covered. Yeah, I'm saying California is a feature of Oregon. I wouldn't want to live in California, but yeah. I like going to California. And yeah. being from Oregon, quick shot down to San Francisco. Yeah, that is a compelling case for Oregon. And are you saying to live there or to visit? Best. God. U.S. I, t- I took it as a visit. Okay. Best. Ah. Um, man. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'd have to go California. I just, it's so big. It's got everything between the s- southern, you know, between the south and the north. I lived in Santa Barbara for a while. Like, L.A. is its own. It's a zoo. Um, there's some cool pockets there. There's a lot going on. Um, San Francisco's awesome. And, like, Santa Barbara is just, like, this perfect little small town. Um, but, yeah, best, I mean, you know, I'm sure if you start looking at the taxes and all that sort of stuff, like, they got their issues, but all states do. Uh, I grew up in Manhattan Beach. I love Santa Barbara. I, I love San Francisco. I got to go California. I'm torn. I'm torn between one state that you guys would not expect and one that you would. <clears throat> I'm torn between the great state of Texas, for obvious reasons. They've got beaches, Corpus Christi. They've got Austin, which I love. They've got great sports teams, both professional and college level. they got deserts, awesome nature, a couple of cool national parks. All the fast food chains meet in the middle, and you get them all there, which is cool. Um, highlight. The other one, Ohio. Let's round on the outside, high in the middle. they got beaches with waves on Lake Erie. They've got the Buckeyes. They've got great people, fun cities, uh, really good food, good breweries. I've always had a good time there, and everything's basically free. It's really cheap. I, I just feel like every time I've, I'm, granted, I've never really hung out in Ohio. I've just driven through it, but just I don't know. It didn't seem that exciting. It's oh, just yeah. kind of well, flat and boring. You got to go with the right seem people, exciting. man. I had a surprisingly good time in Cleveland, though. The exciting, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't put Ohio in the exciting camp. I would put it, you know. Well, I would also say weather is a big deal to me. Like again, that's all I'll stick with Oregon or the Northwest. It's like I like the weather. I like the fact that the summer times aren't too hot. Like, yeah, I'm solar powered. Yeah, if you're in if you're in Cleveland, that's like being in D.C. in the middle of the summer. Like that's gonna be hot as hell. And then the winter times is gonna be snowing. That's true. I think that pushes me to final answer, Texas. Mm. Yeah, maybe Texas. come come and take it. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, let's see. Yeah, shoot us an email. We're thinking about going either north a little bit. We were saying like Everett, Linwood, maybe the east side. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, give us some ideas, what you're thinking. Uh, probably have that party the second or third week. And, uh, you can have it at my place. In De- oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funnier if you guys knew the size of this place. Yeah, it was just a little inside joke for Ted. My place is like 8 feet by 12 feet. Is it bigger <laughs> than this room? Uh, no. No. It's not bigger than the studio. Uh, but anyhow, yeah, just send us an email. Let us know what you think. Or Friday or Saturday night. Like, I'm cool with whatever. I just thought Saturday Saturday afternoon early on seemed just easy. You know, that transition between afternoon and evening seemed easier. Yeah, man. Bump the young gravy. Eat some apps. I hear it. Yeah, man. All right, so there you go. There's uh, episode 277 for MCTP. For Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>